Thank you for tuning in to the Real Life Community Church Leadership Podcast, where we talk to a variety of leaders from our church and community with the aim of encouraging, inspiring, and equipping our listeners to be the leaders God has called them to be. We hope to help each of you live an epic, God-glorifying life. If you like our show, we ask you to consider giving us a rating and to share this podcast with others. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris May, lead pastor at Real Life Community Church. Normally, we just upload our Sunday sermons on our podcast and webpage, but we've had multiple requests to actually do more of a podcast show in which we interview different leaders from our church and community. So your wish is our command. And today I have in the studio with me Pastor Chris Morris, who has served at Real Life Community Church for the past three years. And unfortunately, Chris's last Sunday with us is this coming Sunday, November 5th, 2017, as he is moving back to his home state of Colorado. And I'll let him tell you more about that. Chris, it's good to have you with me today here in the studio, a.k.a. my office. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. You doing all right? I am. Good. Enjoying this rainy day. Probably the only person in Kentucky. But So you're packing, I assume? Yes. Got a lot to do left. Packing and cleaning, but it's going well. Good. Do you not keep your apartment clean normally? Or? Just deep cleaning at this point. Okay. But. Our history goes back almost a decade, way before real life. Why don't you share with our listeners kind of how we met and kind of the capacities that we've worked together in. So my home church in Greeley, Colorado, I was there for maybe a few years before Pastor Chris came, but he actually came as a just a, a youth pastor, you know, worship pastor, and he was my youth pastor for uh, just a few years uh, as I finished up high school. So that's kind of how we, our, our circles, I guess, connected there, and afterwards, after I had graduated high school, I went off to Bible college for a year, came back, and was able to serve with him in a couple of different capacities, uh, just internships, and uh, just really got to spend a lot of time around him. Started off sort of formally, like a like a mentorship, and I was doing some things for um, like work credit at well during high school, and then after that, I, I just really fell in love with what he was doing at at the church. And I uh, just wanted to be a part of it. So we through that, we just grew as friends. Nikki would say that I'm almost like a third child. And so uh, our, our families are pretty close, and I'm, I'm pretty close with them. And so that's kind of how it, how it all started. One of the things that I used to love about working with you is we, we share something in common. We share, share a lot of things in common. But one of the things is our love to, to prank people. I, I don't know if you'd like to do that before you met me, but... Uh, you, you kind of uh, played along really well if you if you didn't. But one, one of the pranks we used to we we used to love to scare people. Yes, we would hide throughout the church. Um, this is really mature, by the way. This is what pastors do. We would hide around the church and and scare different youth leaders and and our students. And surprisingly, we were never sued. And so that that was pretty fun. Yeah. So um, as we started spending a little bit more time with uh, with each other, we. You know how you don't really know someone's middle name until a little bit into the relationship, friendship. And so uh, we slowly began to realize that we have the same exact initials, CDM. And then upon further uh, investigation, we both have the first name, Christopher. We both go by Chris. Uh, but we also have the same middle name, which is David, and same last initial, which is M. And then we both have younger brothers named Stephen. So 
yeah. kind of wild there. So this was kind of destiny as well. Look at it for <laughs> us to kind of team up. It's um, a small sign, but it works for us. Chris moved to Kentucky about three years ago. And when he first came to our state, he didn't have an apartment, didn't have a job. He kind of left Colorado. He came and his Ford focused with just, mm-hmm. what, some clothes and books pretty much, right? Yeah, way down my, my Ford Focus all the way. Yeah, he shows up at my doorstep, and he actually stayed with our family for a few months. And I believe, Chris, within the first couple of days of you being here. Yes, you, right, you thoroughly scared me. Yes, <laughs> so Chris is upstairs in one of our, our guest rooms sleeping about 6 in the morning. In my master bathroom, I hear kind of a blood-curdling scream from my wife after about 10 or 15 seconds of her screaming. It felt like an eternity. Mm -hmm. I calm her down, and I realize that there was a a man that was peeping through our bathroom window. We have kind of that fog glass in our bathroom and and watching her shower. And, of course, when she started screaming, he took off. Well, I went to make my way outside, and uh, Chris, you were coming down the stairs. I'll never forget this, not knowing what's going on, and your eyes were huge. You were woken out of a deep sleep. And you had a belt in your hand, and I don't know what you're going to do if you're going to spank the guy or what, <laughs> but he had it coming. It's a good thing he left. But that was kind of your your uh, welcome to Kentucky, if you will, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think it was the only weapon-like thing that I had around me, so right. I, I took opportunity of it. But And that was weeks after your car was broken into and stolen from your garage. So. Yeah. And we don't live in the hood, by the way. But yeah, we had some crazy things happen, and so Chris got to be a part of that. Moral of this story is don't mess with Chris, or he will um, use a belt on you. Yeah. So, Chris, talk a little bit about what your role has been at, at Real Life Community Church and kind of how that's progressed over the past three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've had quite a few different um, responsibilities here. Uh, when I, I first came, really, all, all I was trying to do, my main goal was to just free up time for you to be able to. Uh, just focus on your ministry, because when I came here, I had, outside of a, a few internships with you and maybe a few books that I've read on ministry and stuff, I, I really had no experience with, with anything. I was very green, so my whole goal was whatever I could do, uh, just to free up time for you so you could uh, do what you're here for, um, is is something that I need to spend time on. And so when I, when I first came, I uh, helped the then youth pastor, just kind of help him run the youth group, was a chaperone just during the youth services, kind of did lots of random things as well, did all the media, technology kind of stuff. Technology, media is something I've, I've been really good at. It's a gift that I have. So anything from the website to in-service kind of media stuff, I've been uh, kind of just doing that. Also, I've been sort of over the uh, maintenance of our building. We have a extremely old building that uh, just needs lots of care and attention, so I've, I've uh, provided a little bit of that. And so I've really done just anything that I can just to, to free up people, uh, and it, especially you, just to do uh, what you're called to do. And uh, lately, I had the privilege of being able to teach more and more. That's really a passion of mine, just something that I wanted to focus on, and I'm glad that I've been able to get to focus on it quite a bit. I've I've taught the youth a lot, really, and uh, I've gotten Wednesday night opportunities with the adults and also at the halfway house I've been able to teach, and that's just a, a really big passion of mine, and so I've been just very thankful and appreciative that I've been able to do that. 
Yeah, and one of the things you mentioned that you do has really helped our church is you, you have handled our website, and not only have you helped a great deal with the design, but you've done some search engine optimization. You know, what's been incredible, you know, we have a lot of uh, our few mega churches in our community, and when you go on Google and do a search, our, our church really comes up as one of the top, a lot of times the top three churches mm-hmm. on a Google search when you search churches in Richmond, Kentucky, and so... That, that's been really helpful. We have, matter of fact, this last Sunday, I wasn't actually here. I just didn't feel like coming to church. But uh, we, we had, I, I hear, He's 13. Yeah, I hear I, we had 13 guests. That's incredible. And a lot of the guests I talked to um, come because they found our church online. And you've done a great job with putting the sermons up online and, and just great content and then helping people find that content. So yeah. appreciate your work with that. Yeah, and it's all of that. It It's something nice to do. Uh, just have to have uh, that visibility, but I really, really believe in what real life is doing, and so really, just me being able to help with um, that kind of media stuff to to get the good things that's happening uh, within this church kind of out and get it in front of other people. That's been a tremendous uh, just blessing to me. You know, what's really cool about this is that it's it's awesome that you can actually still do this from Colorado, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, I'll probably help a little bit. So by your own admission, you said you, you came to Kentucky really green um, as far as ministry goes and, and really in leadership uh, without a lot of leadership experience, just some intern work and, and that kind of thing. But you did learn, you did know how to scare people. I mean, I, I really taught you well in, in that area. It's been incredible, and I, I really mean this, to watch you grow as a leader. And, and one of the things, Chris, I appreciate about you so much is that you have a, a heart that's willing to learn. You're not defensive. You're not insecure. You you want to learn, and you want to be the best version of you you can be. And so I've, I've just really enjoyed, honestly, watching you over the past three years just kind of blossom into leadership. Just talk about that for a minute. Hey, have you noticed kind of that growth in your own life? Sometimes yeah, it's harder to see yeah. ourselves grow like that. But. Yeah, definitely. Um I've definitely seen myself grow in a lot, lots of different ways. I, I would say I'm sort of a, a slow learner to a lot of the things that that have taken me three years to learn, but I've just been super pleased with the growth I've been able to have and the opportunity that uh, this church and just being able to serve this church has, has given me. Uh, one of the, the biggest things for me uh, that I've absolutely loved, just looking back three years ago and, and seeing where I'm at today. And it's really one word, communication. Um, just so thankful that um, I've been able to grow in that capacity. When I when I came here, I barely knew how to hold a mic. I like hold, held it like a, held it really low and no one could understand me. My, yeah, it was just a very hard skill for me to learn. Just me being able to have all the, the opportunities to, to really be able to teach and to speak to people and, and really talk about what I'm passionate about uh, with the people at Real Life. Uh, it's just been just the biggest blessing of my life to date. Yeah, it's been cool to kind of watch you take charge in some areas. You've always had a servant's heart. Anything you're asked to do, you'll do it, and you'll do it well, and you'll do it with really a joyful heart. I guess what's been kind of cool over the last maybe year at least is to see you jump in and just do things on your own, which is taking kind of that mantle of leadership, I think. And so mm-hmm. that's been really cool. But I'm glad in three years we've taught you how to hold a mic. That's <laughs> yes. what we do here. We train up leaders. Yeah, we're, we're proud of you in, in the growth that, you, that you've, yeah. we've seen in you, you over the past three years. You. Let me ask you this. 
how has the church changed over the past three years? When, when, if you remember when you came, this was not even really real-life community church. It was faith-created assembly of God, and the name is not the only thing that's changed, but really the, the DNA of our church ha- has changed. And, and, and to be sure, the pastors that, that kind of preceded me uh, were great leaders, but I came in with, with kind of a fresh vision, and, and God often does that. Um, this is a new season that our church is in, and we've gone through some major changes. What does that look like to you over the past uh, few years? Yeah, it really boils down to two things for me. Uh, the first thing is excitement, and the second thing is uh, just a growth in knowledge and, and sincerity, and I'll kind of explain what I mean by those. Um, the first thing is uh, just the excitement that I've seen around this church. When, when we first got here, um, there was a, a core group of people who, most of which are, are still here, I think, um, but they they were really the only ones excited about what was happening at this church. And um, it's been really awesome just to see over the last three years that the, that the church has grown so much. I think when, uh, when I was first here, we were running like 45, 50 people a Sunday. Not that body count in the building is a measure of success, but uh, it is something. Uh, we went from that 45, 50 to now three years later. Sometimes we'll have a, a service going up to 100 and, 60 people and so that's been really cool and there's just an excitement outside of just the core people here and the excitement of our core people is just out of out of this world I mean it's 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 kind of something to watch really uh, just seeing the the leaders that we have in place uh, just really uh, run with their ministries and so that's really cool the second thing would be uh, knowledge and sincerity and this is something that uh, means the world to me I've been just so pleased to see people um, so hungry for the Word of God and for the Gospel, and not only be hungry for it, but also try to live it out, try to uh, see what that looks like in their context, and their lives, and so that's that's been real, uh, the real treasure. Yeah, and here's something that I'd like to share with our listeners, because I know we might have other pastors who are listening, and we want to be a help to other people. We want to learn from them, and we hope they can learn something from us as well. But, you know, when you first came here, we literally had no money in the budget, and we were working with almost nothing. And, you know, when I came here all, three years ago, just over three years ago as, as the lead pastor, you know, people were telling me, well, you have to go from pews to chairs, and you have to have lights and all these different upgrades to your building and facility, and you've got to do all these different outreaches that cost a lot of money. We just didn't have the funds to do it. And, and you talk about the excitement and the numerical growth that we have, and, and here's, here's what that means to me. All we had was the gospel, and the gospel is enough. That is what's been so neat. You know, our growth, our mm-hmm. just just the success that we've had as a church has not come because of me, our, our, our leadership, our money, our budget, because we get to do these really big things. It's really come because we have just made the gospel central to, to our church, and I think that's, in essence, what a healthy church is. I think yeah. it's a gospel-centric. We've talked about this over the last few months in our Galatians series but a healthy church, whether it's large or small, you know, whether it's a country church or a more modern church or traditional, uh, whatever it might be, I think the, the, the element that has to be there is the gospel. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can have 10,000 people in a congregation. If they don't know and cherish and savor the gospel, they're really not, they can't be truly excited. They can't be truly happy. I, I'm with you that one of the greatest things is to see that kind of contagious joy, not just for the church, but for the gospel. 
um, to see people treasuring Christ, loving God, growing in God has been really phenomenal. And, and you've paid, played a part of that as, as well. So that's just really been neat to watch. Let, let me ask you this. You mentioned kind of about the excitement, just from a leadership perspective, what do you think that, you know, whether it's a business or a church, are, are there any principles, things that we maybe apply here that you think play into creating that atmosphere of, of kind of contagious excitement? Yeah, I think it kind of boils down to a couple of different things. One, one thing that we've done really well is um, what we have done and what we have offered. We've done and offered those things consistency, uh, consistently uh, and just being able to... Um, <laughs> I guess provide things that are are a constant, something that people can build their lives around and kind of um, count on. When you have that consistency, you're able to build off of that. And so I think that's something that that you've done really well. And we've really noticed that once you uh, became full-time here at the church, uh, just the consistency in everything from the way our services feel to the pastoral care that you give people. I think that's that's been the linchpin kind of for uh, what we've been able to accomplish. And I forgot the second thing I was going to say, which isn't uncommon. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's good. So that that's that's really helpful advice. So unfortunately, this last or this coming Sunday is your last Sunday with us here at Real Life, and this is kind of a bittersweet deal. I know you've got some really exciting things going on in your life, and we just celebrate with you. But this is this is a this is going to be a, a tough week. Uh, for our church. So mm-hmm. just talk to us. I know a lot of people are interested about your plans, why you're leaving. Uh, I want to say that this is really important to me that our audience, our listeners know that there's nothing negative, I don't think, that has happened uh, you know, between us or between you and the church, that, that you really love this church and you're leaving well, mm-hmm. but really just God's calling you to, to a, a kind of a new season, exciting season yeah. in, in life. So just uh, quickly kind of share with us an, an overview of your plans, what's going on in your life. Yeah, so most Notably, uh, I am getting married on January 13th um, to a, a girl from my hometown, and so that's kind of why I'm being uh, just kind of in this in this transition period. Uh, so I'm I'm going back there, just kind of starting a new life, just with with Kenzie there. But also, uh, I'll be finishing up the last leg of uh, the 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 degree that I'm working on right now. And uh, really just going to be prayerful about uh, what's next uh, for me and Kenzie. But yeah, I, I can't stress this enough that I'm, I'm leaving uh, with a full heart, truly and honestly. I'm leaving it in the, just the best spirits that I've ever been uh, while I have been at Real Life Community Church. Yes, yeah, so there's, no, there's no negative thing. It's just just the changing of the seasons. So yeah, and uh, you know some of the best leadership advice that I got. This is from my my previous pastor when I was an associate pastor. He was my boss, uh, Michael Papano. He and he he said something to me that's really stuck with me. And he said to me, he said, Chris, he said, it says so much more about a person, a leader, the way they leave than the way they come. You know, everybody comes to a church or a job with their I don't know with, with kind of their best front, and and they some some people kind of fake. Their, their character, their motivations, all of those things. They put their best foot forward kind of at the front. And there's some people that, that, that come in really well but leave in a really negative way. And I believe it speaks so highly of somebody in, in the way that they leave. Um, and so I just really appreciate that, that you've left in the right way. You've just been so generous with your words. You, you've helped fill uh, kind of your shoes in some different areas. 
and uh, train some people on things so that there's no gaps when you leave. And then just, just the heart that you're leaving in is, has been really incredible. And I, I know I was talking to our board and that they really appreciate that. And so, you know, if you're listening and you're, you're thinking of transitioning jobs or churches, um, if you're from our church, you better not be thinking of transitioning <laughs> churches. But um, if, if you are in a season of transition, I would just encourage you to, to leave well. Um, you don't want to burn bridges. And, and we know this, Chris, that, that you know, there would be we'd receive you with open arms if you were ever want to come back and Kenzie if you're listening I just want to say Kentucky is kind of a great place and so you you would love it here and so maybe in a couple of years um, you know you you guys who who knows what what the Lord would have in store something that I wanted to mention is that you you and I share a love for books since since I've known you you've kind of been a voracious reader what what role do book books play in in your life besides the obvious that you read them. <laughs> They take up lots of time. Really, reading for me is, I, I don't read much fiction or, or stories, but although I do read some uh, of that every once in a while, uh, mostly what I spend my time on is uh, just nonfiction, whether it's history or biographies or just practical stuff like on how to do a certain thing. Uh, and so really reading for me, even even if it is fiction, but um Reading for me is just all about kind of just gaining uh, new perspectives and, and creating new categories in my mind. Uh, you don't really know how little you know or understand until you've been exposed to different things. That's really, really the biggest thing for me, the reading. And it's it's really easy to get caught up in what the surrounding culture has to say just through, we're always inundated with a thousand things every single day, whether it's um, whatever your form of media consumption is, whether it's radio, TV, uh, YouTube, Facebook, just the outside culture is always speaking so loudly just into our lives. And, and it really creates a big part of a lot of people's, I guess, just perspective of things. And so reading for me kind of pulls me out of 2017 America and puts me in the shoes of different people, whether it's uh, a famous reformer uh, or it's a uh, church leader who served in the last decade or, or what, whatever it is. It, it just kind of helps me uh, just get out of the, the little bubble that we're in today and have a, a more historic and a, a more realistic perspective of, of life. Yeah, it's when, when you think about it, you know, the, some of the smartest people in the world have written books, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have this kind of, uh, we have access to just so such great resources uh, of of things that have worked and not worked in the past. Yeah. And I mean, people are writing about their lives and I, I just can't imagine not wanting to utilize, I guess, those yeah. tools. And, and one thing too, not only are the have the world's smartest people written books, but these books are oftentimes the smartest people's best works. Yeah. And so it's it's the... It's the real meat and um, achievement of, of these people's lives. So it's really cool that it's just so uh, democratized that like you can go to a bookstore, you can go on Amazon and, and just get a book, and you really have uh, access to the most knowledge that has ever been accessible in, in human history, really. Yeah. So just a quick follow-up there. What, what are you reading now? Uh, right now, uh, I, I kind of have a, a small smorgasbord. Uh, I'm reading a world history book for school, which takes up a lot of my time. But outside of just kind of schoolwork, I'm reading a wonderful marriage book by Matt Chandler. 
It's called The Mingling of Souls. Uh, me and Kenzie are reading that together. I really recommend it. And then also when I have uh, just a little bit of free time, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, just kind of a fun little read for me. I'm just reading a book about outdoor, um, outdoorsy kind of stuff and backpacking and uh, just kind of enjoying uh, a little bit of change of pace because it's not an intense read or anything. But Yeah, because... You and Kenzie might be living in a tent to start with, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so you need, you need those mad skills for that. This Sunday, our staff, all of us, right, are, we have five pastors that are going to mm-hmm. be taking one of the what's called the five solas, which are really five essential principles concerning our standing with God, our justification, that, that really came out of the Reformation. We're going to each take one of those five solos, um, and we're going to be preaching on those. And so we, we call this tag team preaching. So we're going to dress as uh, kind of wrestlers and <laughs> tag each not. other in. Probably not. Yeah, probably, okay, maybe we won't do that. But uh, that's going to be fun. And so yeah, I, I think, you know, this is, again, your last Sunday. So uh, that's kind of going out with a bang, right? That's going to yeah. be really, really fun. That'll be, that'll be a, just a huge pleasure. Yeah, and you're going to kind of miss Kentucky food, huh? Because everything's fried here. Everything's fried. Uh, when I first came here, I quickly learned that you guys will make a casserole out of anything. Yeah, we uh, make vegetables unhealthy, don't we? Yeah, so um, it, that'll be an adjustment, just eating uh, raw green beans or I don't know. Yeah, whatever it, they do in Colorado these days. Right, and here it's good, you're going to be eating like a rabbit again. So <laughs> here, here's the thing, like... You're, you're a pretty thin guy. I, like, I'm surprised. You, have, you haven't really put on weight since you've been here, have you? I I don't think so. I haven't weighed myself in a few uh, months. But okay, could you get back with us? <laughs> yes, uh, one second. Yourself? Yeah, uh, I I weigh the same I did in in high school probably. Okay. So for a uh, a small price, Chris may show, share his secrets with you on how to eat. Uh, you like you eat like crazy, man. Like you eat desserts. I remember going to Chinese buffet with you, and like you piled your plate really high with desserts. Well, that was mainly because of the Chinese buffet that we went to. Um, it kind of freaked me out because all the all the food was the same color, and for some reason that really freaked me out. So I just yeah. opted for desserts. But yeah. I, I do that from time to time. You know that I have to give you a hard time. That's kind of who I am. Just a few <laughs> weeks ago, you were you were taking our church van out, and you kind of came in a little bit kind of freaked out, and you told me, Chris, there's something wrong with the van. You, you want to finish this story? Yeah. yeah, there's not really too much of a story here uh, outside of it's just a funny thing that happened. Um, so I was, I think I was just picking up the, uh, a couple guys from the halfway house. They do some cleaning for us. And so I was just driving out around. And then when I was pulling into the church, I noticed in the rear view mirror that there was some smoke coming from, uh, one of the tires of the church van. And so I thought, oh, this is an old van. Uh, so there's probably just something wrong with it. I parked it. Cause um, old vehicles usually have smoke coming out of yeah, the tires. So yeah. that's. Well, all of mine have. <laughs> Anyways, and then I ended up leaving. I had a, a meeting to go to, and I, I had just asked the the couple guys that were here if they could kind of check out the van, see if there was anything noticeably wrong with it, just because there was spillowing smoke coming from one tire. I got back, and uh, they were just kind of just laughing at me. Come to find out, I just was driving, I don't know, maybe 20 miles with the emergency brake on, and so... Not much of a story, but kind of a <laughs> yeah. ignorant moment on my behalf. 
And, and one more thing I've got to give you a hard time about because this will forever stick with us. So we've actually named uh, just an action after you. We call we, There's something we call pulling a Chris Morris. Yeah, Morrising. And, yeah. yeah, or Morrising. And essentially what happens is, and you've gotten better about this. One but, second. This, this makes me sound like worse of a person I, than I actually am. It's actually because I'm just extremely introverted, but go ahead. Yeah, so... <laughs> So Chris will be with us, you know, in a, in a room, whether it's at a restaurant or at the church or at your home. And all of a sudden, you know, Chris is very quiet. He's kind of ninja-like. Like, he's making an excellent ninja because you don't hear him. He's kind of like a mouse. I mean, just really, really quiet. And, and he is a little bit introverted and shy. And so we'll, we'll be in a, a group with a group of people. And all of a sudden, we realize there's no Chris Morris. And we say to ourselves, well, he was here, right? And that wasn't like a figment of our imagination. And so we'll look in closets. And sometimes he hides in those. And we'll look uh, everywhere <laughs> for, for Chris Morris. And he's nowhere to be found. You could just call and, me. Too. And and we do call him. And to find out, oh, actually, he left without really saying bye, bye to anybody or letting us know. And so when people kind of disappear, we call it now pulling a Chris Morris. I really do uh, love my friends. <laughs> they just kind of... Uh, Stress me out sometimes. Yeah, so and, and you know, Chris, that, well, that's a great place to end here. Not not on the pulling of Chris Morris, but you mentioned your friends, and I know that you have tons of, of dear friends. You've made you've impacted our church, and you've mentioned a few weeks ago from the pulpit that you've got some of the greatest friendships that, that you've ever had in your life here. You know, you're just connected so well with some of our people, different age groups. That's what's been really cool. It's not just one people group. You want to just comment on that just quickly? Yeah, we... yeah. Kind of just the, the friendships that I've had is, is really just the microcosm of uh, just kind of the, the community we have at Real Life. But specifically, like I, like I did say uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, truly that the, the friends and the friendships that I've had over the last three years have really been some of the best uh, of my, my short life. I'm only 26, so I know I'm, I'm fairly young yet, but regardless... They've just been something you can't you can't just fake or you can't I, I don't know they've just been so impactful and irreplaceable and uh, just excited that uh, even though kind of making my own way somewhere else I, I'm I'm very excited that uh, I'll be able to have uh, these friends for life and they're the, they're the type of friendships that you you take with you even with the distance. And so I've just been super appreciative of, of people who have just been after my heart and really loved me and, and taken me in. And so just super, super appreciative. Chris, thank you so much. I know you're busy this week packing and getting ready to move. You put on Monday, right? Yep. And uh, you have a new vehicle, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, did you run that by Bob Stamper before you bought it? Or, yeah. Or a Dave Ramsey guy? Don't don't send this to him. But. Yeah, Bob, um, <laughs> hopefully you're not listening. Yes, sorry about that, Bob, but yeah, my Ford Focus, uh, well, I, I had dro- driven it here from, from Colorado when I first moved here, and so it served me many years, but uh, it was shaking and had a few thousand dollars worth of uh, repairs that needed to be done before winter, and so I opted for a brand new Mercedes, and just kidding, um, but just a, <laughs> a, just a, a newer vehicle that, that'll serve me for a few more years, so. I would love to see you in like a Benz. That would be so great. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, you could pull it off me for sure. <laughs> well, well, Chris, thanks again for just being here with us in the midst of that, that busy week. We're, we're going to miss you. I, I want to sincerely thank you for the countless hours that you've invested into the people in the ministry of Real Life Community Church. I really, really mean this. We wouldn't be the church we are today without you. 
you know, I'll, I'll just close by saying this. One of the things I've appreciated most about you is that you're, you're a good listener. Part of it may be that you are an introvert. You don't like to talk a lot. But, you know, there, there's times that we talk to people and leaders, you, we, we would do well to learn from this. People aren't always needing advice. A lot of times they just need a listening ear. And you've been that through some of the hardest seasons of the last three years here at this church in my life. And so thanks for listening. Thanks for loving uh, our, our church, my family, my, my kids. We're, we're going to miss you. Look forward to being with you at your wedding in January. I get yes. the honor of preaching your, your, or uh, officiating your, yeah. your wedding. And so I'm, I'm really thrilled. And matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, but um, we just had one of our first people buy a plane ticket. We've got oh, cool. several of us that are going to be flying out. So we're going to tear up some uh, Colorado and do some <laughs> sightseeing and that's going to be fun and be good. Um, we're going to get to be with you at your wedding. So, an honor to have you today. We wish you the Thank best you. with your you. with your uh, future endeavors. We know your best days are ahead. We're sure going to miss you here at Real Life. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Real Life Community Church podcast.